Welcome, guys and gals. You have tuned in to Seen and Nerd on Earth 2. How's it going, everyone? You've tuned in to Seen and Nerd on Earth 2, a Seen and Nerd spit-off podcast where we talk to CW Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow. For talk of the CWs, The Flash, and Arrow, be sure to check out the main show. This episode, we'll be talking Supergirl, Season 2, Episode 4, Survivor. And in the second half of the podcast, we'll be talking Legends of Tomorrow, Season 2, Episode 4, Abominations. I'm your host, Everett, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Carrie. How's it going, Carrie? Good. I think we're ready to do this, maybe. <sighs> I think so. I mean, before the show... I asked you to do a Martian alien bond with me and you agreed <laughs> because you didn't have fight club tonight. Exactly. <laughs> and I made it, I'm not a white Martian, so we're good. But, but when we tried to bond, I realized you were a Daxamite <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't work. Didn't take. It, it abruptly ended. The connection ended very quickly. Well, so we're going to be talking survivors. Um, what did you think of this episode? Did you think it was awe or was it some? <laughs> Everett, you're supposed to combine the both of them. It was <laughs> awe and some. Awesome. Oh, shit. I thought that was... That, uh, that, like, I like what they're doing with mon He's like, he's really dumb. He really... And it, like, it ups... It makes me laugh and it's adorable, too. Like, it's like, oh, you poor, you little cute, like, like, Kara's adorable with her, like, sweet and innocent thing, but, like, mon is, like, that slow, like, kind of dumb adorable, like, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, you don't understand anything. <laughs> well, he's, like, a good contrast, uh, by the way, we haven't said it yet. Hey, mon Hey! <laughs> but he's a good contrast to both Kara and Superman, even though... Like, we, we kind of got that he's got some obvious differences from all the winds testing. Like, he, he hasn't flown yet. And he has no fire eyes. Yeah, he has no eyes of fire. And he has no freeze breath. Right, so, like... Basically, it, he's just strong. Like, that's all he's got. Well, he can jump. He's got a good jump. He, he's the only white guy on the planet that can jump. <laughs> but... But yeah, so he's kind of they I'm glad that they kind of made him a bit different because if he was just another Kryptonian type person, I would just be like meh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, the adventures of Manel. Did you uh do you like his his story this episode? Him and Wynn? I did. I think it was actually it was it was really good. Um we get a little glimpse into his uh life on Daxum, which he was a what a royal pa- royal palace guard. Yeah, and it seemed like. So let's talk about that flashback just real quick. It, so we see him, and he's kind of escorting what I'm guessing is either the prince or a young king. Yeah. To, like, just to safety, and they come across the Kryptonian ship that we see Monel, eh, Monel. Arrive in in episode one of of season two, and his like intent is to put this royal your highness guy into the ship and send him off. But you know he has to get into the ship to start it up first. And 
because that royal dude was like bleeding and probably gonna die he ends up just saving Monel. so there's definitely some kind of romantic thing going on there right oh was i the only one that felt that you didn't you didn't kind of get that vibe no but wow i didn't think about that because like i don't know like they're like they could have been the bestest of buds which yeah. you know it doesn't have to be romantic but i i kind of got like they didn't kiss so it might just be the bestest of buds situation but i just felt like it was a bit strange yeah, well... the way they kind of acted if he was just a palace guard and then the 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 royal like sacrifices him self for his guard like that doesn't make sense unless they mean something more to each other there was that part when Monel is in the pod and he's like banging on the glass like wait 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 you know after um the king prince like presses the button to like lock him in or whatever so maybe you are on something there yeah yeah and i like i was joking with you earlier, the 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 Monwin ship <laughs> is officially being officially boarding after this episode, and and I'm curious if you think that they're kind of leading the show to a more Karamon, which is the newest Pokemon Karamon ship, or <laughs> if they're if they're going like if you think they'll surprise us and go with like a Win Mon. Well, I mean, after this episode, I feel like they were going Caramon, but <laughs> I don't know, because it was like, I don't know, it's still this, like, the wind thing, are they, were they more friends, were they, was there more flirting, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure, like, I feel like... We'll, and we'll talk about this earlier. I feel like if... if oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. It, it's late. It's, it's very late. We needed that that Martian bond without it. My brain doesn't work. But we'll talk about it a bit later in, in detail. <laughs> but if they're going to go with the, the, the ship that I still don't have a name for, which is... Uh, God, I almost called her Lexi. Alex and, and Maggie, the cop. I know that... There's no... Well, Maggie has a girlfriend. Yeah, but Alex is so jealous. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. The problem right now with Supergirl is they tease us with that in the beginning of the season. And now, like, we're examining every character. Like, are you gay? Are you gay? Because it's like, give it to us already. Like, it's been four episodes. Like, so far, like, we have Kara, Alex, (laughs) Monel, Wynn, like possibly snapper car like who knows yeah snappers totally i mean we're taking bets here it's a mess on earth too it's you know we're running an illegal gambling thing to take bets let's be clear snapper only has like seven cats (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i what i'm gonna predict okay i'm gonna predict the what the what the hell do you call them i like like those boats with like the two boats that are connected by a thing in the middle, that that's uh, that's what I'm gonna predict with Monel's ship. I think he's 
think they're going to make him buy it, and he's going to be going in back and forth between Win and Kara. Boom. Oh my god, that would be awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. As, as much as I want mon to have little alien babies with Kara, which is... You want, imagine that? <laughs> you want to have alien babies with Win? <laughs> Maybe Daxamites can get pregnant from human males. Oh god. But, so... Oh spe- yeah. <laughs> speaking of, We've gotten off track with our fan fanfics. Uh, so speaking of Monwin, they go on like their first date to a bar because I mean they. If Monel really wanted to escape the DEO, he probably could, but they were keeping him locked in there, and he was yeah, going stir crazy. He did like last week. That's right. What he did. <laughs> but he's like he's too nice of a guy. To yeah. to do it again, I guess. But luckily, Win kind of takes him to just like a sports bar. Like, I don't, Which, that, that wouldn't have been the first so, place that would have went. It, it was so awesome. And yeah. um, I kind of wish they had, like, Jimmy Olsen involved in the scene, too. But whatever. But, yeah, that was an awesome thing. Because I guess aliens can't get drunk. Which, good for you guys. Like, congratulations. It's got to be the, yeah. it's gotta be the um, metabolism thing. And uh, so it was funny to see, like, you know, Mona, like, pounding the drinks. And, like, meanwhile, Wynn, on the other hand, is like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Taking shots. It was good. It was a good scene. I'm I'm still a bit blown aback by you saying the words, I kind of wish Jimmy Olsen was in this scene, because <laughs> I never think I'd hear that in my lifetime. <laughs> Unless there was a scene where a lot of people were dying. (laughs) But, you know, I'm going to be eating my words once the Guardian episode comes out, because he does look cool in that costume. But, okay, so, I just kind of had a revelation, like, after seeing Monel chugging, like, a whole pint of beer, and and how he's kind of dumb. Like, he's, he's basically DC's Thor. Oh my god! <laughs> he is. He, oh wow! He's the yeah. Thor of the CW universe, and I immediately think he's awesome now. Yeah. Hey, Monel. This episode made like Monel because you know how suspicious I was of him. Like for the past three episodes, I'm like, there's yeah. something up with him. He's evil. He's going to be the one that brings the aliens here. Like all this other stuff. Like, and now I'm like, he's my best. Like I want to hang out with Monel. Yeah, Monel. All week I've been doing that, and I keep like it's. I'm fascinated by his character now. It's awesome. Which, yeah. by the way, can I just mention? Garada is my new favorite game. Soccer with dragons. Like, what is happening? <laughs> That's. Do you guys have Garada here? Uh, yeah, I want to see a game like that. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, you could technically play it on Earth with Komodo dragons. They're, they're dangerous. But that's probably not the dragons I mean. <laughs> we'll still try it anyways, though. Yeah. But yeah, so we have that. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, we, ba- we we I think that that part, that like story arc ended with Kara becoming mon like new babysitter. Yeah, and it, it was weird because there was... I think I mentioned how, um, remember last 
episode they were kind of doing that like angry flirting thing. Yeah. And then it turns into like a little playful flirting. And then at the end, like she does that blushing thing where she like kind of blushes and she kind of like sticks her cheeks out and makes this little face. Yeah. And this little like a little flirty look. And I don't know. It's like. Are they going to be a thing? Like, I don't know. Is she just going to be his keeper? Yeah, I, like, I don't know. Because she brought up the whole thing, like, I was sent here to save my cousin. And I, by the time I got here, he was already grown. And so now I finally feel like I get to fulfill my purpose. It's like, well, so you're going to kind of take care of him like you would your cousin? I don't yeah. know. I mean, maybe, maybe... Maybe Daxum and and uh, Krypton are like, you know, Alabama or Mississippi, but <laughs> <laughs> not to offend anyone from those states, but but stereotypically, kissing cousins. But I think it, I think it's going to end up being like an interesting arrangement, whether or not they right. end up being together or not. Because honestly, I mean. I would trust Supergirl to, like, watch over something. I would not trust Kara to watch over something. No. She's pretty dumb. <laughs> she's not, like, Monel dumb, but she's she's dumb. And she's who not. has been continuously pointing out how dumb Kara is, is <laughs> Snapper. Got Earl in my scrimp car. <laughs> I don't know why I still feel like he, he should be Cajun, but with a name like Snapper Car. So, yeah. So what did you think of your, your old friend, Snapper? I liked him again in this episode. Last episode, I think I said that, like, I was beginning to like him. And I really, I, 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 um, I felt like he was channeling Cat Grant a little bit in this episode with that, like, speech to her about going to bake her, her ideas. Yeah. He's like, you came to me with half an idea. Go bake it. And then he kind of, like, yelled at her, too. And I was like, that's something that Cat Grant would say. Yeah, like, and it's and it's possible just because I'm in, like, in, in English class and, and stuff like that right now. But I feel like all of his criticisms on her, like, I'm not sure if they're meant to make us think that he's being too hard on her. But I feel like all of his criticisms are 100% valid. Mm-hmm. Like, he, yeah. he's... He's actually, like, for the first time, I feel like, in one of these CW shows where there's a, a character who's a journalist, like, I feel like there's finally, an, a, a, like, a boss or an editor that's making them freaking do their job. Like, I'll never forget um, my first day of, like, journalism class at school, and they were like, uh, you know, the AP something, the AP, I called it the APA handbook, but it's called like the APA publication manual. Yeah. And my professor was like, you know, this is what, you know, we use. And I was just like, yeah, you know, it's like that book you get in English, but it's like, so it was the like, it's kind of big and it's complex. And I was like, mm. how is Karen? Like, you know, she, she just doesn't know what she's doing as a reporter, but like, right. I feel like she's learning yeah, and, and Snapper's really, like, she's basically pushed in the deep end, and Snapper's trying to help her swim, like, you know, I don't know, it's just, like, you never see Iris's boss on the Flash yell at her about AP, APA format or... Adjectives like, or... Yeah, um, 
finding sources. sources exactly like getting official sources to you know to verify things and iris i feel like is just like oh well, i've got this episode i'm gonna put it in the newspaper even though yeah. or not episode this article put it in the newspaper even though i don't really have any sources to verify it's just something i saw <laughs> barry do but yeah no i like snapper i I think you wrote in your article that's going to be on the GWW.com when you hear this, um, that you're starting to like him as well. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. I mean, I want Cat Grant back, but yeah, yeah Snapper. And I also, again, I will say, I feel like Snapper Car should be running Catco right now. Right. But he can, he'd still be able to yell at Kara, just like, you know, he'd have a better office. <laughs> Right, but Jim Jimmy's up there like twiddling his thumbs, like <laughs> probably watching watching Meet the Kardashians on one of the TVs, and like scribbling on a notepad like a design for his guardian suit that he's gonna be working on. He's like, I run a multi multi million dollar company now. Where are all my friends? They're hanging out with the DEO. <laughs> so, so speaking of the DEO. Let's talk about some some Martian on Martian action that we almost got this episode. <laughs> but it's not like that, okay? It's it's deeper than that. Because uh, we got like a continuation of John Jones, or Jean, as Kara and all the French people pronounce it. Um, Jean and Megan. Or Megan. Like, I'm like, or these Megan. people have the names. Like... Yeah, flows off your tongue, right? Yeah. So yeah, John and Megan, we'll just call them. <laughs> John basically wants to bond with her because, you know, like, I don't know, like, it makes them share their, basically their consciousness, like their everything. mind, everything. Your whole entire mind. Like, yeah. I mean, can you imagine being able to, like, think of the secrets in someone's mind? Like, at least twice a day, I have, like, a bad thoughts about, like, you know, like, maybe, like, yeah. tripping someone or, like, <laughs> well, and, that... like, can you imagine if someone could, like, hear all your bad thoughts? You'd be like, oh. What, what if, like, you were trying to enjoy a nice meal and the person you're linked to is, like, using the restroom? <laughs> like, I mean, just, it's. <laughs> It's not a good, not a good idea the link minds, but John wants to do it. D did you get, like, I feel like the actress who's playing McGann, she's kind of at a weird age where I'm not sure if John is wanting to link with her in a romantic way or if he's wanting to link with her, like, in a father-daughter way. Because I feel like it's supposed to be father-daughter, right? Yeah, and it's not coming across like that no. at all. <laughs> no, it's definitely very... Creepy. Yeah, 55-year-old guy <laughs> wanting to get with a 20-year-old, uh, trying to pick her up in a bar. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think she's supposed to be around Kara and Kara's age, which would be, like, probably early 20s. Yeah. And the way um, it's coming across is very, like... And I think it's it may have to par be partially due to, like, the desperation that... Um, john feels because like he hasn't hung out with any martian people in a while Martian. like 300 like years and years and 
So he thought he was like literally the last Martian. So he's probably just desperate to kind of like do Martian things. Man, you know what? They're only seven years apart in age. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Melissa Benoist. She's younger than I am. She, but the the actress that plays McGann Moore, she is sixteen years older than Kara. So, wow. So, I would say that it's almost. Like, just basically, and I know that people play different ages than they are, but I would say that they're aiming, like, if they were aiming for the romantic thing, it doesn't seem right, but it would be. (laughs) Yeah. But, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm not feeling it. She's not, like, caught me as a character, especially in this episode. She's, she's kind of weird. And then, and then the, we'll talk about the end later, but I just, I don't find her very likable. No. And again, like, we don't know a lot about her backstory. Maybe there's a reason why she's acting like this, but I, it, I was so excited that we were going to get Miss Martian. And now it's like, she's here and I'm like, oh God, she's kind of a bitch. And mm. she looks weird when she's an alien. <laughs> And she's she's shady, and I mean, she's you know just eh. yeah. Like she gave a bit of her backstory, just a very snippet of her backstory about how she was in like the worst internment camp or whatever concentration camp on Mars, and some like white Martian saved her, right? Yeah. Was that the and and got her off the planet like? I don't know. I feel like from what John Jones knows of White Martians, he should have been suspicious. And he wasn't. And again, it's that whole like excitement because he's like, I have another person. Yeah. But so I don't think he's using his Hank. What's his last name? Henshaw. Henshaw. Hank Henshaw like mind. He's using his like green Martian mind. Yeah. He like straight up went through her front door. Without knocking, and that was like, it was like a joke at the end, but I mean, when he first did that, I was like, whoa, dude, <laughs> even for aliens, that's like, rude. Super well, rude. Even when he was like, going down to the bar, and he was like, at when he came to visit her at um, the alien bar, and he was like, I was wondering if you wanted to take the bonds. Like, he was very yeah. forward, and like, overexcited about it, and she was like, um, Yeah. Dude, we just met, and you're a bit creepy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, I guess... I guess, like, he's just thinking more, like, scientifically, like, they're the last two. Maybe, you know, if they bond hard enough, they could have a few more little Martians running around. You know what I mean? This is like the second time we've mentioned alien babies so far. So <laughs> <laughs> people tune in. This is what we're all about right now: alien babies. So we'll we'll slowly like move into this alien fight club because because I kind of want to talk about their fight and then we'll kind of backtrack. Um, so they end up having to fight each other because roulette, like for some reason, like I don't what. I guess she has something. Like, I didn't really get what she had it, on McGann. I, well, McGann made it seem like she was just fighting for, like, 
um, I'm not going to say entertainment, per- like her purpose. It kind of seems like she has a lot of anger. Yeah. So I feel like she was participating in the Fight Club thing because either A, she has a lot of anger and needs to like release it, or B, like you said, Roulette has something over her. Yeah, because I know that she told someone, or maybe someone told someone, maybe it was the the spiny guy, so that Roulette has like a lot of high contacts, that are dangerous contacts or something, but... I didn't get, like, why they were forced to fight each other and, like, why they did, like, like, I don't know. I just thought that... They kind of, like, remember, like, we kind of get the impression that, like, John Johns is, like, some, like, experienced, vicious alien fighter. And then we get, like, him in the fight club thing and he just is easily taken down in the alley, you know, when they first kidnap him. And then, like... In the fight thing, like, he kind of just seems, like, a little, like, wimpy, which... Yeah, I mean, I get... I get what why he did that, because he doesn't want to, like... You know, if he, if he is forced to kill her, then he wouldn't be any better than a, than a white Martian. Like, I get why he kind of was throwing the fight, but I do agree with, like, he should have... He should have seen it, like, coming. Like, he can phase through stuff, like, the ground. Like, he shouldn't have let people, like, get a jump on him like that in the alleyway. Yeah. But I just thought it was weird how they did the whole dialogue. Like, and and I felt like the whole fight was contrived. But the dialogue where he was like, she was like, you know, why aren't you showing your true form? And he's like, that is my form. You know, that is for me. And, yeah. you know, he says something much better than that, but she just like hits him and all of a sudden he phases into his Martian form. So do you think she was talking? Cause you know, like Martian Manhunter can like Hulk out. Yeah. Like he can get like huge. Do you think that's what she was talking about? Or did she like reveal, was that his true form? And she just like punched him and it ended up causing him to reveal it. I don't know. Because that was like a really shitty thing. Like it yeah. He's just like, that. that's mine, mine alone, and then boom. Nope. Like, I don't know. I, I... kind of, yeah, they kind of, the whole um, sequence, like, I liked them when they were fighting, like, with each other, like, like verbally fighting back yeah. and forth. But that fight in the fight club was a little bit, like, weird. And yeah. then Draga, what's his name, Draga or something, comes, like, flying in and... Uh, he takes both of them down with, like, such ease. So it was, like, yeah. And Draga freaking, he, like, beat Supergirl in, like, two punches. (laughs) And then, like, somehow, Monel, he knew this specific alien and was like, oh, a few years ago I busted his knee. He's got a bad (laughs) knee. Yeah. (laughs) Which hasn't bothered him at all. For like the whole entire episode, and suddenly yeah. now it does. Turns out Draga's like you know living on pension. You know he's he's living on off Medicaid because he's got bad knees, and and there here comes Kara. She just <laughs> freaking busts his knee again. He's got to go back to the doctor. No, but I just like I felt like yeah that fight with between. The Martians was dumb because Hank wasn't fighting, so it was very one-sided. And, like, the only good parts, like you were saying, was the verbal fighting. And, like, I get what they were aiming for. Like, they wanted them to fight and then make up. 
and we knew Megan wasn't going to kill him. So yeah, that kind of the suspense was out of it. Yeah, because like you know, all of a sudden she stands up and she says, um, "I'm done fighting. I'm not going to kill him," or something like that, and makes that like kind of like big, like you know, speech in the middle of the Fight Club thing, and it was kind of like. Yeah, but we kind of knew you already weren't going to kill him. So, you know, it's not really effective. So, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. So, the the last bit that I guess we'll talk about is uh, my new ship, which is Alex and Maggie. What did you think of, like, their story arc? Like, their story arc was mostly just tracking down where Roulette is. Yeah. Um... And here we go again with, you know, guessing, you know, I kind of, in this episode, I was like, wow, okay, so Alex and Maggie are going to, they're going to be a thing now. This is kind of cool. And, um, like, you know, they work well together. They get along with each other. Um, I, after this, well, then we see, like, you know, Maggie's girlfriend suddenly appear out of nowhere. Yeah, and she, like, makes out with Maggie in front of in front of alex like someone and doesn't even introduce her like (laughs) right you know alex is like let's go to drink maggie's like oh i can't you know girlfriend steps out of the shadows they're like making out and you think like maggie would have been like oh by the way alex this is my girlfriend like you know melissa like whatever but um after i have huge suspicions about maggie now because a i think she's either an alien b her girlfriend's an alien. Hmm. Or C, she is a supervillain. Well, I mean, yeah, we definitely know that Maggie dates aliens because she dated the, the alien waitress Yeah. from the bar. So it's very possible that her girlfriend is. And they're just, like, saving the reveal like, for later. But She keeps talking about her, like, she has all these tips and these, these sources and things like that. And I'm like, I have suspicions of you, Maggie. Well, Alex was definitely jealous. Yeah. I, I felt like. And she looks so sad. Yeah. I mean, she's trying to, either that or she was just like sad that she's trying to make a friend and she got ditched. But like, I felt like when they did the whole like, Chicka, wow wow we're both wearing dress <laughs> dresses scene like you clean up well check each other out like that i felt like that was a setup to a possible romance which i'd like to see i think that would be good because i mean yeah. the last guy that alex was with was maxwell lord i mean good lord <laughs> not me no <laughs> What did you um I I ha- I really liked the way they introduced Roulette this episode but uh I was hoping we get more of her. Yeah, so that was uh Anya from the 100. Yep. Um she actually cleaned up pretty good for the show like you know you, I I remember like I feel like with that actress I just immediately hate her. <laughs> yeah. Because because of the 100, but I liked her character in this episode. Like, she was kind of, you know, she was kind of the, almost the same reason I liked Tobias Church and Arrow. <laughs> Rest in peace. But, 
Um, I haven't watched Arrow yet. Does he die? You're not supposed to, What? Mrs. I think if Arrow 75% of the time doesn't watch Arrow yet. Oh my Sorry. God. Sorry, I just spoiled it. God. Oh, wow. I'm like upset. I'm like sad. <laughs> this is the only time in in our friendship, I think, that I've ever spoiled anything for you. It's always I'm been like, the other way around. Tobias. Oh, man. Okay, I'm good. I'm back. I'm good. Well, okay, sorry. Well, okay. So, I think she was kind of like Tobias Church from Arrow. The the same she was. But the the same reason we liked him that we like her because she's like she's very confident in everything. She's not like afraid of these gods. And, yeah. And I, you might know more about Roulette. I don't know a whole lot about Roulette, but she seemed like a pretty normal character. Like, she does she have powers? You know, I was going to look it up because I just got that giant book of DC Comics Encyclopedia, but I forgot to. I think she does have powers, though. Okay, so, well, she it might not be the same as Tobias, then, if she does have powers, but I just, I feel like... Like, I don't know. I just, I feel like she seemed very, almost like a female Maxwell Lord. I loved, um, like, you know, Supergirl sitting there, like, threatening her and all this other stuff. And Roulette's just sitting there, like, drinking her glass of champagne that she was drinking in her limo. And she's like, uh-huh, whatever. Sure, honey. <laughs> whatever you say. It was a good, I like that scene. It was pretty cool. Oh, my God. You know who, uh... You know who Veronica Sinclair, aka Roulette, what, who her uncle is? No. Mister Terrific, the first one, who was Terrence Sloan, like the one that um, I'm guessing Curtis, like named, him, named himself after. Whoa. No, I don't know. It doesn't seem like she has powers. No, it doesn't. I just looked it up in the DC Encyclopedia book. It says, uh, Business. She just, it says she's a manipulator, martial artist, assessor of skills and abilities. Can I, I, I would like that. I should put that in my profile. I'm an assessor of skills and abilities. I want the DC Wiki and it says abilities, business management. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. So, she's she's got she took a business management class and got some tattoos and now she's a freaking mob boss. Yeah, so you know maybe um, she's she's meant to kind of fill that Maxwell Lord void that we've been missing. Yeah, speaking of that void, Lena Luther. She's this badass. <laughs> yeah, but she was like, you know, I hope you do the 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 same for me when i need a favor where, where do you think that's going dum 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 um i don't know but it's nowhere good it can't be when things are like that are said like bad things are gonna happen right that's like that kind of had the same like i'm gonna do something bad and i'm gonna need you to not give a shit yeah. <laughs> or I'm going to need you to write an article covering up something for me. You know, something like that. Like, I don't know. 
I yeah, just... or cover up something. Like, I don't know. It was very kind of, it was a shady statement to make. And you kind of, I'm glad they showed the expression on Kara's face because she was like, oh, shit, what did I just do? You know, it was kind of, it was kind of cool. Because usually Kara's a little, you know, right. dumb. So where was Jimmy this episode? Was he watching <laughs> Kardashians? I think so. I think he's still decorating his office. <laughs> yeah. Or he was sewing his costume together because Wynn doesn't want to help him. Right. So you think Melissa Benoist and Chris Wood have a lot of chemistry, eh? I do. I think so, too. I I I would be okay. Like, I liked her with uh, her real-life husband, uh, the guy who played Cat Grant's son. Mm-hmm. from season one like i really liked that relationship but i i like like i'm starting to like monel so i know it's either i i mean like we could be setting up for that triangle of win Kara, and monel if not we can write that in our fan fiction win karaman <laughs> that know. actually sounds really good <laughs> yeah win karaman yeah like a, sounds like a pokemon so the last thing we have to talk about is the the cliffhanger, which oh almost ruined the episode for me. Do you feel the same? Like, she turns I, into a white Martian. Yeah, I swore, like, a lot. Like, I was, but it was more like, what the fuck, as opposed to, like, um, you know, like, a bad swear. Like, I liked it because it threw, like, everything off, and it kind of made a little sense as to why Megan is, like, the person that she is. Like, you know how I said she's kind of, like, bitchy, she comes off kind of short? Well, that's, that could be the reason why, and that's probably the reason why she didn't want to take the bond. Right. Like, I'm, I'm really confused because... And you would be able to answer this possibly. I don't know a whole lot about Martian Manhunter or Mar- Martian Girl. But can they, like, morph... Can she morph into Magan and then morph into, like, another, like, look? Like, because we see Magan go from Magan's form to her Martian form. Well, I think that's what the, is the most confusing thing is because, well, I'm pretty sure white Martians can be like whatever the hell they want because they're so awful and bad. At, they're awful people, I think. But yeah, like, I'm just... pretty sure they can do whatever they want. But like I told you, my theory is that um, like in the camp of green martians i don't want to call it a confinement camp because that sounds so like awful but they had them hostage in a camp and i'm pretty sure like there was a white martian guy who hooked up with a female green martian and they made magan that's my theory see i'd go with that if she didn't if she looked like a blend like, I don't know, like, I just, like, my problem, I didn't know, like, I don't know about White Martians, so I didn't know if they could go from a one disguise to another without shifting back to their normal form. Like, because she, she goes from, you know, Magan to Martian Girl, and there's yeah. no White Martian in between, so 
it's almost like there's they can make like layers of illusion or whatever like i don't know i just i thought it was a dumb twist like the twist last episode was oh my god there's a green martian the twist this episode oh my god the green martian's actually a white martian like the and next episode's gonna be oh my god Monel's a martian if that happens i'm like i'm really gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, quit gonna the be show. a problem <laughs> um <laughs> And then, do you remember the president was, I mean, we kind of, we think that she's a white Martian, right? Oh, yeah, she's definitely a white Martian. Because she, it just, when she shapeshifted, it kind of looked like very, it was, it wasn't a good shapeshift. Yeah. It just looked like all of a sudden she burnt up. But um, maybe there's some kind of white Martian thing happening. Like, they're, like, um, my other theory was that they're uh, trying to, like, either gain access to the DEO or like take over the DEO or something because they're all trying to get close to Hank. Yeah. Like, yeah, because this almost seems like they're doing secret invasion from the Marvel comics where, cause the scrolls are like white Martians. They can like, they're very warlike aliens and they can disguise themselves as heroes and as people. And I'm wondering because episode eight of Arrow is called Invasion. Yeah. And that's the crossover episode, right? Yeah. All the crossover episodes are entitled Invasion, which, you know, that was really creative. So the flashes as well. So. Yeah. We have an invasion. Yeah, it is. So every episode is freaking called invasion. So it's yeah. it's definitely a white Mar- Martian invasion then that's happening. There's no title for Supergirl or or uh, I'm looking at Legends now. I really Legends. I really need to I I need to find out like the origins of Megan like soon because I have this like thing in my head with the with the white Martian guy like you know, like drugging a green Martian or them having like some like illicit love affair in the confinement camp. Like I got all kinds of ideas running in my head and I need it to be resolved. Yeah. So every, every show is named invasion. Supergirl is the only one that isn't named that, but it's probably because it's the most obvious. Like they don't want to spoil it for some reason, because there's obviously a white Martian invasion coming. Which I'm actually, that's actually pretty exciting. Because now we've got a Manel, and we've got a Green Martian, we've got Superman, we've got Kara, and we're going to have Superman isn't coming back for the crossover, unless it's a surprise. Well, not for the crossover, but for, like, the invasion in general of, of Earth. Like, now that we've got so many heroes, like, just in Supergirl itself... Plus, we're going to get all the heroes from all the other shows. Like, it's going to be insane. It is. But I, I just, I don't know. It's like, I, the White Martians, I guess their intention in life is to just take over everything, every planet. Like, I yeah. think that's pretty much what we're led to believe about them. And I mean, they already have infiltrated the government. And so now we have... Um, Megan, love child of hmm. white Martian and a green Martian, which 
I'm just going to keep going with. So, you know, maybe they're trying to use her to get close to Hank to get access to the DEO. So there's so many possibilities and storylines this opens up. But yeah, that ending was pretty like intense. I'm so mad. I don't know. That was pretty much. Do you have anything else you really want to say about Um, Supergirl this week? No, I think I think we covered everything. You know, uh, you know, I I did talk about Grata. That was like huge on my list. <laughs> oh my god, I'm looking at the uh, yeah Grata. I, I really am like obsessed with that now. <laughs> and and what else? I'm spoiling the crossover for myself. I, no one told me that Manu Bennett was coming back to Arrow. Um. Did you I, know? I I didn't know. I thought it was just someone else playing Deathstroke. No. It's it says, actually him. It says Manu Bennett, Slade Wilson slash Deathstroke for the freaking crossover episode. Like, let this day go down in history as two Arrow things that I had no idea about. So I'm spoiling the shit out of all of it. <laughs> it's going to have a Robert Queen and a Moira Queen and a Cisco and, Ramon. And, and they're White Martians. <laughs> Oh, I know. It, yeah. Oh my God. Could you imagine that? They have Slade Wilson back and he morphs into a white Martian. That'd be the most disappointing thing ever. <laughs> She'd be like, yo, white Martian dude, you should have stayed as Slade. Hey, that rhymed. Yeah. Oh, so I don't know. Is there anything else from Arrow that you want to spoil so we could make it like a third thing? No. That's just, I, I might be able to spoil something for uh, The Flash, but I won't do it. Well, let's just, let's, before we get off track, we've already talked 50 minutes about Supergirl. <laughs> let's talk about this week's Legends of Tomorrow. All right. All right, so this episode was Abominations, episode four, season two, which is going to be from here on out known as the zombie episode. Yeah. So you don't you don't really like zombies, do you, Carrie? <laughs> no, I'm actually petrified of zombies, and this is a struggle for me the whole episode because I really was like shrieking and it's just too much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually not a big zombie fan myself. Like, like I watched I think the first four seasons of The Walking Dead, and then I just kind of lost interest. But like the whole time I watched it, I I hated it because of the zombies, but I loved it because of the story. Yeah, yeah, and it was the same way. Yeah, I just, I can't, I, I don't really care for zombies. Like, these these zombies, like, they did a good job. Like, they look creepy. But, like, they didn't look Walking Dead creepy. No. So, I don't know. They were just kind of like, they got blood on their face. Their eyes have, like, they have, like, weird and contacts And they made that, that, that noise. Yeah. There was, like, one old guy zombie that had, like, really gross teeth. that I was just like, ugh. <laughs> but yeah so what did you think of these zombies did you think it was like a good because i think once again we didn't get to see reverse flash we didn't see any of the legion of doom yeah this was kind of like a filler episode i guess um and this is kind of the second episode that we haven't seen the legion of doom which yeah this is kind of like because last uh... season 
Last season, I felt like we got, like, an episode with Vandal Savage and then a break. And then an episode with Vandal Savage and a break. And I feel like... I feel like with two episodes without having Legion of Doom and they still don't know about the Legion of Doom, like, I feel like it's going to be rushed. Like, once they find out about the Legion, it's going to be nothing but just Legion fight fighting. Yeah. Um, but here's the interesting part. In the beginning of the episode, we have that uh, they refer to him as a time pirate. He steals something. Right. And... And I'm like, I'm almost wondering if that was kind of connected to the Legion of Doom in some way, or if that was just a random like plot thing. Yeah, because he steals something like a tea, something or other. I didn't understand what it was. I would guess, and this is completely just guessing. I would guess that that Reverse Flash or Damian Dark or somebody like gave those time pirates some kind of it like the the disease the zombie infection or whatever you know i don't i don't know if it's an std or what but they they somehow like gave them something that turned one of their crew members into a zombie i'm guessing they probably had some hand in it It yeah because otherwise it would have happened anyways and it would have been like a staple in history which by the way i've kind of got a huge problem with because i mean this is this is Ulysses S. Grant knowing that zombies exist and having fought zombies and it, and somehow that didn't change the timeline. This episode bothered me because I it was like, I feel like there were important things in this episode, which there were, and zombies. And I just kind of feel like the zombies took away from the episode a bit. Right. Yeah. You know, because I... One second I'm screaming, like, oh my god, like zombies, and the next second I'm, like, watching, you know, a slave get punished. You know, it it was just a little bit kind of too, like, going back and forth, like, emotion-wise. Yeah, well, the... So, we could talk a little bit about the slave aspect of the episode. Like, they they went, like, full-on Django Unchained, first half of Django Unchained, like, just graphic hard to watch like a you know jackson vixen have to hold keep themselves from saving the 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 female slave from getting whipped by a white dude who's being you know how they were back then but it's just like that plus how like you see like these dudes treating their slaves like we knew it was horrible and we've seen you know like what's what was that that award-winning movie that just came out it was like uh 12 years of 12 slave. years a slave i couldn't think of the right number i was like 15 <laughs> years a slave to 50 yeah, 12 years a slave like we've seen that and we've seen like a bunch of you know was it amadeus or whatever we <laughs> i don't know but <laughs> i don't know there was some movie where yeah no super no. graphic i can't remember the name of it but I wasn't expecting that. You know, whenever I saw the previews, I was like, holy shit, Civil War was zombies. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be, like, a real heavy, like, serious, like, because, you know, Jax has dealt with racism in, in the past, in the past times before, but I felt like this was really an ultimate test for him, which it was. And then, yeah. and then like you said, we go from that heavy emotional 
storyline to like just crazy gross zombies and it it didn't really fit no it was that and this is that's what made the episode so off for me uh like because i I, I, I totally get if we were just going to do a complete episode of zombies in the Civil War, and then, you know, they lightly touch upon the slavery issue. But, like, if you're going to go in, the, in that deep, which I applaud them for, because I don't think we've seen, um, I mean, obviously, any of our CW shows, like, touch upon that, you know, yet. And I applaud them for doing that, but at the same time, if you're going to do that, like, Make that the focus and don't add in zombies, something very like silly and trivial. And yeah, like Supergirl deals with a lot of like the political, yeah, political and equal rights type stuff, like pro femme issues in that show. But I feel like Legends is because I mean, Arrow and Flash, they don't, they don't make a lot of bold statements in their shows, but I feel like Legends is the show that they're using now to make a lot of these bold statements like, you know, Sarah Lance sleeping with the queen of France and, and, and bringing up a lot of the racism in in the past with Jax and now with Vixen, you know, he's got someone to kind of bounce that back and forth with. And I feel like with this episode, they were like, all right, well, it would be great to focus on Jax and have Vixen come in and go back to when there were slaves and like they were trying to think of okay well what about the civil war and they're like all right what can we do in the civil war and they i feel like they couldn't come up with anything better than zombies and so they just stuck with it yeah it's like they were playing like some kind of random like they were they had a bunch of ideas on a wall and they just took a dart and shot one and was like all right zombies that's what we're landing on today yeah Yeah, because if you think about if you think about the team like, if it were just zombies that were the issue, like, Jackson Stein and Mick could have taken out all the zombies with just their fire. Yeah. And, and I mean, Steel, Steel could have just turned into Steel and just bashed them all to death because they wouldn't be able to bite him. Like, it didn't need to be as big of, like, a, a conflict as they made it. I feel like they, I think it, I felt like it was just kind of lazy writing on that half of the episode like the uh-huh. the stuff with jackson vixen and and freeing the slaves was great like i thought that was probably my favorite part of the episode yeah definitely i i mean and then i think well i'm trying to think of another episode but jack's like really sh- like he's shown like this was kind of like i'm not gonna say this was his episode but he really did shine in this episode and it was nice to kind of see that um yeah i agree yeah, I, I don't know. I, like, it kind of tugged at my heartstrings for him because, it, you know, like, he, remember, I think it was, like, him and um, Amaya, you know, she said to him, like, we aren't supposed to free the slaves because that will mess up history. And he's like, I don't care at this point. And he does yeah. that. And it's just really emotional. And Yeah, I liked how he took the uh, the name, you know, whenever he introduced himself at the end uh to General Grant. Oh like yeah, he, he used the it's name Alan of the... Scott, I think. Yeah, Scott Allen. Scott Allen. Alan, Alan Scott's the Green Lantern, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I like that bit. Um, I was gonna redact my statement on it being my favorite part. Cause my favorite part was obviously Ray Palmer and Doctor Stein, 
fighting against zombie Mick, but we'll get there. But <laughs> I just, <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I think this was like a Jax episode, you know, they kind of switch between characters and I, it was obvious that, that steel and Sarah were on the, on the bench because they just kind of, besides the very end, they just kind of stood in general Grant's tent. Yeah. I'm 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 really hoping that they kind of work around with the appearance of Steel when he turns into Steel because I I'm still seeing the Silver Surfer every time it happens. Yeah, I'm starting to see Colossus just because of the hair. <laughs> like if he were bald, I would be I would keep saying Silver Surfer, but now I'm just he's he's Colossus. <laughs> he's just the non Russian. I I just feel like they need to maybe work on that a little bit, maybe. I don't know. I mean, do we need to see the outward appearance of him being shiny? Like, do we need that? Or, you know, can we do uh, something different? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like I feel like they should have went with a less shiny look. Because, I mean, steel... Like, they're thinking of, like, chrome or silver. But I feel like steel, when you think of steel, you think of, like, a real dull silver metal. But I don't... I'm just nitpicking now, but I just, I don't know. I I don't have a huge problem with it. I just think. uh, It could be, it could be different. They should make it different. I I don't know. Yeah. It needs work. I'm hoping by like the crossover episodes, like once we get into like episode eight or nine, maybe he has a different kind of appearance or maybe, I don't know. He's not so shiny. Yeah, I just, I kind of feel like, I wish, I kind of wish that they would make it a little less obvious, like, whose story that they're focusing on, and and trying to fit in everyone else anyways, like, and it's kind of hard to explain what I mean, but, like, if this was a Jackson Vixen episode with a bit of Ray Palmer and Dr. Stein, that's fine, like, I don't need to see Sarah and Steele, like, you know, in three different scenes, just trying to convince General Grant uh, that zombies are coming. Like, you know, I can just assume that they're on the ship or that they're doing something else. Like, they don't need to keep showing them. Like, I felt... It's the bouncing around too much. Right, and I felt like that scene really slowed down the episode with, you know, them and General Grant pointing his gun at him like five different times and... And then at the end, he's calling her captain and stuff. And I'm like, you guys do remember that this is the Civil War times. Like, he wouldn't, he wouldn't believe Sarah was like a captain and stuff like that. Like this, no. this guy's going on to be the president. So, I don't know. I don't know. But let's talk about the best part of the episode, which was Ray and Stein. Oh, and this this time we had in the beginning we forgot to mention uh, Victor Garber did the little narration thing, which right. I've now decided that Victor Garber is just going to narrate my life for me. Like that's <laughs> it. He's going to record my memoir. I love his voice. I'm waiting for the Ray Palmer intro. I I'm loving what they're doing with Stein this season. Um, they're letting him be funnier. It's it's great. Yeah. I like, I like that Ray calls him Martin. Like he, he's the only, like, I was like, oh shit, that is his first name, isn't it? Like, no one calls him, 
Well, maybe I just don't pay attention, but he for tried... some reason, when Ray called him Martin, I was just like, whoa, that's weird. He he said something like, um, can I call you Marty? And <laughs> Sean was like, no. <laughs> he should have just called him that anyways. You know, they're in the middle of, like, hiding from zombie mech, and he's like, can I call you Marty? And Sean's like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no. This, the thing I liked about this story arc was that they kind of just for like a few seconds they brought back the the Mick Ray bromance, and, yeah. the, and then they bring it back at the end as well, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But I I almost forgot that those two had like their their broship going on, and yeah. I, I'd like to see more of the them two together again because. I forgot how awesome it was from the end we're of last gonna, season. We're gonna. I, I'm excited. I know. I know. Um, I I did think it was cute um, how Ray packed them all lunches before they went out. <laughs> In like little silver lunch bags. <laughs> He's like, I packed you like your little sack lunches. Ray is like the mom <laughs> of the ship. He has nothing to do now because he has no suit and he's just like, I packed you guys lunches. Here are some historical facts you should know about. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm glad. Like, I like what they're doing with Ray this season. Well, we'll we'll get to that as well, because the the end had a pretty big impact on how his character arc might happen. But I like that he's kind of the light, funny, almost comic relief. Like, you know, Mick is comic relief as well. But I feel like Ray is a different type of comic relief. Zombie Mick was pretty awesome, I do have to say. I wasn't as afraid of Zombie Mick as I was of the other zombies. Well, just because you knew that he would be cured eventually. Like, there was no suspense at all in any of that. Yeah, it was just kind of like... You know what it reminded me of when they were on the ship is... um, Remember, like, you've seen the movie Alien, obviously. Yeah. How it's all dark on the spaceship and they're, like, hiding from the aliens. Like, I got that feeling... When um, Ray and Stein were kind of like looking for Mick and powers out and, you know, you're like, I wasn't like at all like scared like I was when the zombies are running across the field, but it was kind of like it. I liked the suspense of it. It was a good like, I don't know. Yeah, it reminded me of the George Clooney movie Solaris. Oh. They're like on that ship that's. Maybe it's not Solaris I'm thinking of. There's a movie where they're like on a ship headed towards the sun. I think it is Solaris. I don't know. But I know what I think I I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, Like that movie ends with like one of the characters turning into Satan, basically like killing everyone (laughs) else. And I kind of had that feeling because I felt like with Mix, like zombiness, like they tried to pull off a bunch of jump scares. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they worked for me. I don't know about you. It was but... more. It was more funny for me, right. and it was. And plus, Stein's uh, reactions to it, which would. I mean, Stein was like. He was the best. Yeah. Yeah, he was hilarious. Like his his. He was so afraid he would be me. Like he was kind of like in some sense like hiding behind Ray. Like, I know, and then Zombie Mick takes Ray, and then it's up to Stein. He has to like <laughs> conquer his fear of zombies. Yeah. He's like Ray is on the floor, and he's like, "Are you dead? I hope if you're dead, you actually stay dead." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Thank God they're giving like Victor Garber 
a chance to just be like kind of laid back and funny this season. He's great this season. He really yeah. is. Like I didn't like him as much in the flash as I'm liking him in, in legends. Um, but yeah, and no, I, I liked that. I liked that he had like such an irrational fear for such like a, a smart guy. And they kept, they kept saying like, we're the two, you know, two smartest people on the ship. I'm pretty sure we can figure this out. You know, and it, it's kind of, it's, it's cool to see like how fast Ray came up with like that zombie uh, vac- vaccine or whatever it was. Yeah. Like literally, like you didn't see it. All of a sudden he just came in and he was like, yes, I have the vaccine. I've solved the zombie problem in all the lands in like five seconds. And I was yeah. like, what? You didn't even see him working. Like what, what yeah. is on this ship exactly that, yeah, it was like they dispersed his vaccine through like the water sources or whatever. Uh, and I'm like, can you write that down and possibly like show the TV land so that I can find the vaccine in case zombies happen to come? Yeah. yeah. I, and then again with like steel blowing himself up with all the zombies like but, on top of him, like I didn't, there was no suspense in that either for me. Like, we no. knew he was going to survive. He's made yeah. a steal. But, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think nothing, you know, the, the Stein Ray stuff was good. I, I just think nothing in the Sarah and Steel half, like the zombie half of the episode worked. And that's why, like, I'd almost rather this episode be about, you know, be known as, like, the episode that tackled slavery in the u.s yeah i mean we could have just we could have been told that you know sarah and steel were at you know grant's camp like they could have just mentioned that we didn't need to see it yeah they could have just been like we're gonna go in the town and look for some supplies and be gone the episode like we didn't you know we didn't need that but i liked um i thought it was like kind of one of those moments where you're like oh that's it's kind of a small world, but like whenever one of the slaves uh, noticed Vixen's necklace. Yeah, they were from the, the same uh, region. region. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was kind of cool, like a cool nod to, you know, Vixen's, the, Vixen's like, yeah, heritage and how the necklace gets passed down from woman to woman. And I thought that was kind of cool. It was, it was you know... It was kind of one of those, oh, it's kind of a small world because what what are the odds of, you know, someone from Vixen's region being in this plantation? But I don't know. I, I didn't care I that do much. have to say I got a little choked up when you see Stein having that emotional connection with Jax. And he's like, yeah. I feel Jax's pain right now. And Ray says something along the lines of, um, you know, is he injured? And Stein's like, no, like his, you know, it's it's like emotional or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, I feel like they're they're grossly underusing Jax because he's he's a very interesting character because when he's got Stein at his side and and can turn in the firestorm, we saw them about to turn in and then like Stein got like attacked or whatever and they couldn't but like when he's firestorm he's like a god you know he's like super powerful but when he's himself he's just a a normal kid yeah like he has no powers 
he you know he's he's not really he's less a hero than ray is pretty much you know without his suit mm-hmm. and, and i think that was what was interesting is because he he was so vulnerable this whole episode and you're just thinking you know if only stein were there Jax would just destroy all these dudes and we kind of got to see his moment that Ray had the past like two episodes where he's like, you know, I don't need to be firestorm to, to rescue these people. You know, I'm yeah. just, I'm going to do it anyways. Cause I'm a hero. And I kind of like that. You know? Yeah. It was, it was a good Jack's up ep- Jack's episode. And I hope they focus on him again in another episode, because like you said, I don't know, it's just learning about, just jacks like yeah i think him and mick you know if, if you take ray out of the picture because he's from arrow originally like him and him and rick are probably my f- him and mick not rick are probably my favorite characters like in the crew just story-wise like mick had a really good arc last season and yeah. then jacks like story with his dad like whenever he got to meet his dad that episode like Oh God! Choke me up, yeah, yeah. So like, I think Franz Drama or Drama, he he really can can act, and they need to really yeah. they need to utilize him way more than they have before. So Definitely. before we started, I kind of missed it because I was I think at the start of the episode I was kind of zoned out a bit and just getting into the episode. You mentioned that future Barry came back like the 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 message got brought up yeah we're um jackson stein are still listening to the message without telling anybody and the what what we hear is a war is coming now this is two, 2056 barry calling and right. leaving that message so i mean this has to be connected to the crossover yeah, what this... blows my mind is that they still haven't told anybody. Like, <laughs> I, right. I can't wrap my mind around. I don't. I can't make sense of it. So this, yeah, this has to be the invasion crossover that Barry is is talking about because last episode, you know, they said what we heard in there can't be unheard. Like that can't be unheard. Yeah. And so far, like, the only thing I think that would surprise anyone in all the the shows except for Supergirls and maybe Barry's because he's kind of been in the Supergirl universe before is Aliens. Yeah. Like, Aliens' existence hasn't been brought up in any of the shows. And so if a, like, hundred or maybe even thousands of white white Martians are going to be invading Earth... And that's what Barry told them is going to happen. Like, I can understand that they're like, that can't be unheard. Like, there's but life on the other confusion, planets. Here's the confusing part is, this is 2056, Barry. So, right. what the, I mean, it's this time thing. I don't, I mean, I have a feeling this crossover episode, like, I'm going to need a giant a dry erase board to write down, like, all the timelines and, like, different oh, colors and don't like worry cisco there. and them are probably going to draw <laughs> at least three different circles and, and a few different lines on some boards during those I crossovers mean, it, 
so, I mean, like, was there a second invasion in 2056? Is the fighting still going on in 2056 that Barry calls Rip? Like, what, what people, listeners, what is happening? I don't know, because it... Yeah, it really depends on when... Like, when Barry was intending Rick, Rip. I keep wanting to say Rick. Rick! You're Rick talking t- about our... You want to talk it's... about our favorite ship, Rick, right? Is that... <laughs> yeah, Rick, Rick Palmwave. Uh, oh. I guess because it's zombies, I'm just thinking of The Walking Dead. <laughs> but Rip... <laughs> Whenever, whenever Rip hears that, I wonder if Barry sent it to like Rip in the future, or if he sent it like back in time to this younger version of Rip who was leading the legends. Yeah, because it's possible that he is warning Rip about the invasion. Like, I don't know. It's that's a good question. And why haven't Jax or Stein told anybody yet? Like, right, that's the thing. I understand it's for storyline purposes, but like come on now if it's that like if it's that dire of a message like you have to tell your team like right like i wonder if like because yeah that but that leaves leaves the question of why rip wasn't supposed to tell anyone on the team and why rip disappeared rips rips like aliens fuck it i'm out (laughs) Like, I'm out of here. They can fend for themselves. Yeah, I'm gone. I'm just going to go to another timeline. That's I'm going fine. back to my orphanage in England. Drinking I, tea. I don't know. It's This message is going to drive me wild. And I have a feeling I'm not going to... We're not going to find anything else for, like, another two or three episodes. And I don't know if I can take it. Well, let's talk. Let's jump back to what I was referring to earlier with the hashtag Rick... Adam Wave. Rick Palmerory. <laughs> Palmerory. Rick we're really, Palmerory. We're, we're usually really good with our ship names, and yeah. I think we're like a little, uh, we're off. Adam Wave works. We'll just, yeah, hashtag Adam Wave bromance. Uh, so, does this. Mick gave him Captain Cold's gun. I cried. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Does this mean that Ray Palmer is now Captain Cold? Is he Captain Adam? Oh my god, Captain Adam, Adam Cold. Adam Cold. Adam. Um it was a what a moment that was because like I mean, first of, well, here's the part that confused me is like when did I don't remember Captain Cold like taking off his cold gun before he did that thing and you know sacrificed himself so i don't know where the cold gun came from but that's not the point it was a really emotional moment because like mick kind of like i like mick with feelings because he he noticed how sad and like lost in a drift ray was and he was like you know he brought him back into the fold like if next episode we get ray palmer wearing like a fur trimmed hoodie like jacket with some goggles on and that and that gun, I'll freak the fuck out. Ray Palmer, the, the Adam Gold. suit is coming back. There has been, pre- pre- I can't say the word. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> been, <laughs> there is uh, um, evidence in the form of photos that I've seen 
uh, that the Adam suit is coming back in some form. But for right now, I think we're going to get um, Adam Wave or Cole. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, and Captain this is Palmer, so... Cole. No, we need to stop trying to make up these names. Leave that to Cisco. This is so awesome. Yeah. I. It was a good, like, it, it really was a great bromance moment. And I've said bromance like 18 times and over the course of this discussion, but it just, just shows how, how much these two characters love each other because, I mean, Mick and says... And how Mick... Go ahead. I was going to say, Mick says that, you know, it belonged to... What was like you? You've the seen outsider. it more recently. It was the outsider, or like the, the it was the Ray said that he felt like an outsider, and then you know the whole thing happened. He gives him the gun. And he said this belonged to one of the best outsiders I've ever known. Yeah, the best outsider. That's what he says. Man. Yeah, and it, it just it chokes you up, and and Ray is so excited. Like I don't he, know. He looks like that little, like, you remember, like, when you were, like, really tiny at Christmas time and you got, like, a really cool present and you were just in awe of your present? And that's the look that Ray had on his face. Right. He was in awe. He was like, I get a giant electrical cold gun. Yes. I, I bet, like, the very first thing Ray's going to do once he, like, gets, now that he's got that gun, he's probably going to, like, open it up and mess with it and, like, enhance it. Yeah. Because I feel like Ray's got to be a lot better at designing that kind of stuff than Cisco. Like, there's probably some tweaks that Ray's going to do to that gun. And I'm so, like, it, it made me so excited for the next episode because I was like, I, you know, I know that Ray's eventually going to get the suit back, but I mean, we're going to have about three or four episodes where Ray has the gun and Ray's using the gun. Yeah. And that's. That is going to be cool. Yeah. Now I'm th- now I'm just thinking about how much I want to see Cisco and Ray, like a dialogue between them two, because they've never met, right? Um, they did meet. Uh, one of the episodes of Remember, Ray and Felicity went up to Star Labs for help with the Adam suit. Right, 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 right. So, okay. Yeah. I need to go back and watch that because I want to see that interaction. Like completely forgot. So, yeah, that's pretty much. All I have to say about that episode, I, I thought it was okay, but it, like, like I, I appreciate what they were trying to do. I just, I don't think it was the best episode for me. Exactly, it could have been a lot better. Yeah. Um, and but next next time we are going to the eighties, and we get, um, Damien Dark. So, let's and the cold gun. So this is gonna be we have something to look forward to. <sighs> Are we really looking forward to Damien Tark? All right, listen. <laughs> All I'm going to tell you is the 1980s and a cold gun. I mean, there's, there's going to be a good scene coming up. You know, I could believe that Damien Dark was Ronald Reagan's senior advisor. <laughs> That's all i got to say. And Rip's going to be in the episode. Yeah, spoilers. Well, he's it, it doesn't say that. It just it doesn't say... On, on, or what does it say on IMDb whenever they don't show up? Like, well, guest just, parents? Yeah, or just hologram or credited or whatever. It doesn't say that, but it they might add that. And whoever Todd Rice is, uh, maybe he's Reagan. Yeah, he might be Reagan. I don't know. Who cares? 
They're going, going to, the, to the 80s. They're going to the White House to visit Ronald Reagan. That's pretty much what it sounds like. And so, I, we're going to get an episode where, I mean, we're going to get a scene with uh, Mick and Ray teaming up together. And it's funny because in the clip that they show, um, Mick is complaining about like 80s ballads. Like, so that's yeah. going to be good. Seems like it seems like the uh, Vixen and Steel are going to do something with the JSA, like they're going to break into the JSA headquarters. <gasps> I know something. <laughs> yeah. I just re- you know, I think I know who Todd Rice is now. Okay. Older Obsidian. Remember I told you Older Obsidian was coming back? Yeah. Yeah. So that's this will be the episode we we've already mentioned that. Sorry if we're spoiling the shit out of it. We're just we're just trying to. I'm excited about this episode. Um, See now, I mean, like it's it's like we have episodes like the last two Legends episodes that have been fillers that like lead up to these good episodes and right. And then we just get excited. Seems like Stein is going to be dealing with his younger self again. Oh God! So Stein, it's going to be Stein on Stein. Martin on Martin. <laughs> but, but yeah, it seems like Reverse uh, Flash will make an appearance as well, so that'll be exciting. I, I'm excited for this. Yeah, see? Yeah. Uh, cold gun, yeah. All I keep saying is cold gun. Cold gun. Yeah, cold gun. Uh, All right, well, tell people where they can find you on Twitter, <laughs> At Care Bear Crew. And like I said, you guys, if you have any kind of theories about this, 2056 message please let us know or let me know (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) don't bother everett just bother me no tell me first so that i can hold it against carrie no i'm just kidding (laughs) you you can tweet me at the ever written make sure you tweet the the show at scene and nerd and check out GWW Radio on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can follow us at the underscore GWW for all of our geeky opinions on video games, comics, TV show, movies, tech, cosplay, more, all cats. that good stuff. Cats. <laughs> bear gifts. Uh-huh. Panda gifts. All that good stuff. So yeah, just check us out. Um let us know if you're listening to the show because otherwise we don't know and we'd love to hear from you. So from all of us here at Scene and Nerd, good night and geek out. Bye. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> this has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!